Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Springfield Googleplex, the movie podcast for Simpson fans. Each week, we'll be taking a movie parodied on The Simpsons. Maybe it was The Simpsons that introduced us to the film, or maybe when we finally saw it, we realized, hey, that's where that Simpson joke came from. Regardless, each week we will pick one that at least one of us hasn't seen or hasn't seen in a while, watch it, and come together to discuss. I'm your host, Adam Scholes, and joining me, as always, is the Millhouse to my Bart, the Marge to my Homer, the Troy McClure to my Miss Piggy, my co-host, Nate Storing. How you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. Thanks for uh, having me on the show, Adam. Well, this is it. This is like our debut. It's kind of, it's not episode one, it's episode zero, we're calling it. It's kind of like our introductory episode to sort of get the audience up to speed. But I'm so glad that we finally have found the time to, uh, to make this happen. Yeah, me too. Uh, so Adam, you know, as we get started here, why don't you tell us a little bit more about where you got the idea for this podcast in the first place? Basically, all of my life, I've been a Simpsons fan. And I've also all of my life been a movie fan. And it struck me at one point that a lot of my introductory to like the canon of cinema wasn't from film school, wasn't from my parents. It was it was coming from The Simpsons. And I realized after I started like doing more and more research into it over the years, certain things started to become clear. A lot of the writers sort of talked about how for them growing up, they weren't necessarily old enough to go see movies like The Godfather. But what they were able to do was read Mad Magazine. And Mad Magazine sort of served as this, like, introduction to cinema for a lot of these, you know, Simpsons writers. And I thought it was really interesting that for our generation, it was sort of like this full circle moment that, okay, for them, it was Mad Magazine that was this, like, starting point. But for us, it was The Simpsons and, and, and other cartoons as well, but mostly The Simpsons. And I wanted to take that idea to sort of the natural conclusion, which was I wanted to create a podcast that allowed us to sort of dig into that deeper and dig into the films that may have been introduced to us via The Simpsons. Movies that, yes, we came to eventually, and like I sort of said in the intro, you know, movies that we didn't even necessarily realize were movie parodies until we saw the movie itself and be like, Oh, that that Simpsons joke that I've been quoting all these years, that's actually like a reference to The Shining or something like that. So, yeah, I thought it would be an interesting idea to like get somebody who, you know, is of a similar generation and has similar tastes and sort of unpack all of that discovery and see what we find along the way. Yeah, totally. I mean, I I had a similar experience. I didn't grow up as a, a movie fan in a lot of ways. I went to some movies as a kid, but, you know, it's like, my parents owned exactly one VHS growing up, and it was Black Beauty, <laughs> which is not a movie I even really love. My mom's a big, uh, you know, horse fan, but I did grow up with cartoons, and especially The Simpsons, but other things too. And when I got to high school, when I could like buy my own DVDs and you know go to movies on my own dime, then I really started discovering how much I loved movies. And by the time I was in college. I also started having the same kind of realization that you did, which is that I'd been introduced to all of these different films secondhand, right, through pop culture. A lot of it through The Simpsons, but then also through other cartoons and sitcoms and all sorts of stuff, parody, right? And I started taking it upon myself to seek out some of these movies that, like, were parodied to death, but I'd never seen. And that's actually how I ended up discovering one of my all-time favorite directors, Sergio Leone, (laughs) who has been parodied to death. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly is everywhere. And, you know, that was what prompted me to finally be like, 
all right, I got to actually watch the original, you know, and see where all this is coming from. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that because although this isn't a Sergio Leone movie, it's sort of it's adjacent. I remember as a kid watching, I don't remember the name of the episode, but it's the one where it's like, it's basically a clip show of all the musicals. And it starts with Homer coming home with Paint Your Wagon on on VHS. And he thinks it's a Clint Eastwood Western. And then all of a sudden everybody starts singing. And he's like, what the hell is this? And I just thought this was like a funny joke. Like, oh, wouldn't that be hilarious if Clint Eastwood was in a musical? I didn't realize until I was in university. No, no. Paint Your Wagon is an actual movie where it is an actual musical (laughs) starring Clint Eastwood. It is a musical western and like it's it's those kind of revelations of like oh my god this thing that i thought was a joke is actually like a real thing i loved having those sort of epiphanies and wanting to learn more about them and digging deeper into that the simpsons became this sort of like formative introduction to this art form and i think my appreciation for so many things has been born out of that which i think is just so fascinating Uh, And one of the reasons I wanted to bring you in on this is that, like, we've been friends for over 20 years, which is, (laughs) which is really even just saying that is really bonkers. Like it, it it kind of reminds me how old I am. Uh, But we've been creative partners over the years. We've made films together. And I think part of what has made our friendship work and also made our films work and all of this stuff is that we have very similar tastes, but then we also have very, very differing tastes. It's this weird sort of right. yin and yang thing of like opposites attract, but like we sort of came together because of our mutual love of things like Sierra Adventure Games and things like The Simpsons. And then over the years, the two of us have sort of introduced each other to things that the other person maybe didn't have an appreciation for or still in some cases doesn't have an appreciation (laughs) for. Um, But yeah, I just, I knew that you would be the perfect person to go on this journey with me because not only do we have this 20 year friendship, uh, you're also one of the smartest and most intellectual people I know. You have a master's degree. You're a published author. No big deal. So I just thought you would be the perfect person to compliment my ignorance and uh, oh. inability to, <laughs> to string together a sentence that makes sense. And and yeah, and just and, and help bring that that other perspective that that I'm lacking and vice versa. Yeah, well, th- thank you. That's very, very kind. Uh, but also, you know, yeah, I think we're, we've, we've always been complimentary, right, when it comes to film. I tend to like the, the weirder stuff and the slower stuff in some ways. And you, you love the stuff that's meticulous and polished and tight. And, and I think that because of that, we kind of have always had this, like, productive tension in our tastes where we can have really fun and interesting conversations about a given movie that we watch together. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this as well. Adam, tell me a little bit about, you know, The the Simpsons and what's your experience watching The Simpsons and what are some of your like favorite seasons, episodes? The Simpsons, I, I really would say it's such a defining characteristic of who I am. Those early seasons, those sort of first 13 seasons or so were so formative and so define my taste, not only my taste in comedy, but like I said, my taste in cinema, my taste, in, you know, pop culture. Yeah, it's. Just, I remember I at my current job when I went to the interview. One of the people who was part of the like hiring committee, he made a Sif- Simpsons reference, and then like I made a Sif- Simpsons reference, and I knew oh, okay, yeah, like I'm gonna right, fit in here. Right. Like, it's sort of like a weird secret stonecutter's handshake, as it were. That like oh, these are my people. They get me. We're gonna we're gonna do just fine. So yeah, like I think like any person growing up in the '90s and early 2000s, you know, 
Certainly, I was watching the show as it aired on Sunday nights. I genuinely don't remember when I started watching the show, but I don't remember a time when I wasn't watching the show. We were not one of those families that was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. It was embraced within our household. My dad was a big fan, and so I watched it. But the thing I do vividly remember was that sort of era, again, late 90s, early 2000s, where if you were a kid in Canada, there was pretty much a three to four hour block of The Simpsons on <laughs> as of like, I think it was like three o'clock. It'd be on an hour for one station and then you go to the next station and be on for another hour. And so you kind of could just catch reruns and sit and watch The Simpsons for like four hours if you uh, wanted to. The golden era. And the golden era, totally. And like, so as a result, like I kind of saw the same sort of syndicated episodes over and over again. Right. And then eventually they started releasing the seasons on DVD and it was this wonderful gift that the release schedule lined up that they would release one right before Christmas and then right before my birthday. And so probably for, I mean, at least five years, five or six years, that was like the guaranteed Christmas and birthday present was I was going to get the next season of The Simpsons that was released. And I would sit down and I would rewatch these episodes that I had maybe not seen uncut since they first aired. And then I would like devour the commentaries. I remember in high school, like it was just a constant consumption of Simpsons content. But then again, through that and through those commentaries and them explaining, oh, actually, this is a reference to Woody Allen's Sleeper. I would then go, oh, what's that movie? I'm going to check that out. And it really became this game of like, okay, this thing I love is clearly influenced by this other thing. That probably means I'm going to love it, too. And then I started seeking it out. And then that's sort of what brings us to where we are today. If you go back and watch you know, the blooper reel from our student films that we were making in high school. It's just a constant strain <laughs> of the same Simpsons jokes over and over and over. Literally, over. yeah. Well, it's so funny because, and, and it actually, because you asked, like, what are some of my favorite seasons and some of my favorite writers mm-hmm. and all this stuff? And I remember when I first got, like, the season four DVD, I started paying attention to that sort of stuff because, again, you're listening to the commentary, so you're hearing the same people show up over and over, and I was like, oh, this John Vitti character. Like, he wrote a lot of my really favorite episodes. Right. But then we got to season seven and eight. Right. There's something about those Oakley and Weinstein years where the show had sort of matured, and they finally were ready to sort of break the mold and try different things. And those seasons and those episodes seem to be the ones that really resonate with me now and seem to be the ones that I'm constantly referencing amongst our friends. And like you say, yes, I know exactly what you're referring to. There was a weekend where, and we have like the video footage of it, where we are just constantly quoting the same like three Simpson episodes. It's, um, it's mostly 22 short films. It's mostly 22 <laughs> short films about Springfield. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that episode in particular. Oh, it's just full of great lines. Um yeah, no, I I, th- I love those seasons. And I think 22 short films might be my favorite episode. I think it just, you know, it really showcases the whole town. Pretty much every scene is hilarious. The visual language of it is amazing. But for me, I actually think, I was, I was trying to think about this a little bit more the other day. And I think actually season six is my favorite season. Oh, interesting. So season six, right? You have uh, Bard of Darkness, great Hitchcock parody. You have Itchy and Scratchy Land, right? Oh, Which, of course, is like Westworld. One of my favorites. Jurassic Park, amazing. Sideshow Bob Roberts is a great Sideshow Bob episode. Uh, Treehouse of Horror 5 is, I think, arguably the best Treehouse of Horror, right? Um, yeah, you got, probably. You so many good ones in here. Homer Badman is, I'm curious how it, it holds up, but at the time was hilarious. 
uh, Homer the Great, uh, and Maggie Makes Three, which has one of the best, most touching endings in the entire series. Bart's Comet, which was absolutely terrifying when I was at a certain age. Oh, A Star is Burns. I mean, come on. So, uh, Lisa's Wedding, they go to the future. I mean, it's like, it's one of my favorites. Um, And I think maybe one of the seasons that has the most movie parodies in it as well, coincidentally. But all that said, some of my favorites are also in the Oakley and Weinstein years as well. Yeah, picking a favorite season is like picking a favorite child. It's uh, it's true. it's not easy, but it's you can't go wrong with those first thirteen seasons of The Simpsons. Like they're it's all true. they all have their charm. I mean, the early ones I feel like have more of that sort of James L. Brooks voice to them. They're a little bit more grounded. Lots of touching episodes, like lots of you know just like yeah. family drama that's kind of baked into it. Yeah. Um, so like that, that has its own charm too. I was just recently rewatching it and I forgot how much I loved some of those episodes. And so of course, as we all know, the Simpsons is still ongoing. We're like, what, like 33 years or something like that. So we kind of had to like pick an arbitrary spot to draw a line in the sand because otherwise we could be here forever. And so in terms of like the episodes and the seasons that we're looking at, we're, we're dealing with seasons one through 13. We sort of decided on the period of like when we hit high school, which is sort of when you and I basically stopped religiously watching the show. But it also kind of nicely fits in in terms of like our memories of watching this. And then also it gives us an era of cinema to look at because those contemporary references start to change. Part of this is also too because that's where my DVD collection stopped. So we had to <laughs> we had to decide. Okay, well that's that seems like a good place to to, to stop. So let's 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 actually like talk about what we want to do for the next few episodes. You know, we decided in advance we're gonna pick six movies. We're gonna do a season. So without revealing what the six movies are, because we want to have like some surprises for our audience. What do you want to reveal about what we've settled on? Yeah. So I mean, it really runs the gamut in terms of different types of genres, and to a certain extent, some different eras, but all hovering actually around (laughs) the mean of Simpsons references, which is kind of the 1970s. Um, So, you know, we're going to be drawing from a couple different decades. And uh, I think the other interesting thing is that they each have a different sort of connection to The Simpsons, right? Right. Some of them might be like a scene or an episode that really, really uh, hones in on this movie and uses it as an inspiration or is parodying it. Um, sometimes it might be like a character, for example, right? Some of them are super, super well-known in terms of what the parody is. And some of them might be things that you didn't really notice before. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting season to just dig into all the different kinds of references that are in The Simpsons and how they make use of these movies as kind of the raw material for the, the show sometimes. And then, of course, the other element that we're bringing into this is that when we we created this giant database of Simpson film references, and when we went through, we both ticked off which movies like I had seen, and then you ticked off which movies you had seen, and we used that as a way to determine what we were going to pick for this season. So what we tried to do is alternate each week between something that one of us had seen and the other person hadn't to sort of bring a fresh set of eyes and then also this sort of set of eyes that is revisiting something that they've maybe seen already. Right. And it's kind of keeping that tradition alive too. It's like the Simpsons introduced us to all of these great movies and TV shows and all this sort of culture. And we're going to like keep using the Simpsons as a way to discover 
new things that we haven't seen before, or at least one of us hasn't seen before, and learn more about what were some of the influences behind the show. So I'm really excited about that. And I, I suspect that some of them, we're going to discover something new that we really, really love and we had no idea existed, or we just never gave it a shot. And then other things we're probably going to be challenged by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's one movie on this list I'm really not looking forward to, but I'm not going to say which. Yeah. Well, enough beating around the bush. The first film we are going to be checking out on the Springfield Googleplex is the 1967 James Bond film, You Only Live Twice, which, of course, was very famously parodied in a, I would say, beloved Simpson episode, You oh, Only yeah. Move Twice. So by all means, we're leaving it up to the audience how you guys want to do this. But the way we think the show will best be enjoyed is, you know, watch the movie before you listen to the episode so that you sort of have a context of what we're talking about. And that way you can avoid any spoilers. There will be spoilers. There will be spoilers. We're going to dissect all of these things. We're going to dig into like not only the history of the film itself, but we're going to dig into trivia that maybe you didn't know. We're going to look at the things we like, things that we didn't like, things that aged well, things that are, didn't maybe age so well. Uh, no spoilers, but <laughs> most of the movie didn't age very well. Uh, we're also then going to touch on, you know, the Simpsons an episode itself and then we'll see where we go from there like i said i think the choices we've got for this first season are really interesting really different and i'm really excited to sort of unpack what we've got planned yeah me too it's gonna be it's a bit of an experiment too you know we're still trying to figure out exactly the format and uh all of that so we hope that you you know stick with us through this experiment and enjoy it yeah, by episode six, we are going to have this nailed oh, down. definitely. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, the first episode is sitting ready and waiting for you. So by all means, please turn this one off, download the next one, and take a listen. We're so excited to have you on this ride with us. I am Adam Scholes. And I'm Nate Storing. And you're listening to the Springfield Googleplex, the movie podcast for Simpson fans. <laughs>